The Electric Vehicle Podcast, hosted by Theo Gibson. This podcast could not be brought to you without the help of our generous sponsors. Thanks to our gold sponsor, OEM Audio, leading supplier of charging cables and accessories in New Zealand. Hi there. Today, before we kick off uh, the show, I just wanted to reach out to all um, the listeners of the Electric Vehicle Podcast. And this is kind of a, a, a pledge me drive, right? Um, if you listen to any other podcasts like Radio Lab and, and what have you, everyone always likes doing a bit of a, a pledge me drive. But um, basically, to make this podcast takes up uh, lots of time. Uh, I totally love doing it and I want to continue to do it and I want to continue to improve the uh, quality of the people we talk to in the news that I provide you guys and um, guys and girls, I should say. So if you like what I do, please consider helping us out. So basically by heading over to patreon.com and typing in the EV podcast, you will find me. And basically you just click one of the buttons. There's a couple of tiers there, $2, $5 or $10. And um, that basically subscribes you to pay a small little teeny weeny amount of money each month to help with the production of the Electric Vehicle Podcast. So if you could find that in your heart to help us out and continue this podcast going, please do consider that. Also, we're always looking for sponsors for the show. So if you're in uh, EV-related business, uh, whether you sell charges or you you know sell, I don't know, conversion parts, whatever it is, um, we would love to have you on board as a sponsor as well. Sponsorship is one way we can help to fund the making of this show. So that's all I'm going to say on the matter. If you can help me out, that would be great. That would really help me out uh, so much, more than you could ever think. So uh, yeah, that's it. Anyway, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Electric Vehicle Podcast. My name is Theo Gibson. Today on the show, we are heading across the ditch over to Australia to talk to a bit of an EV legend. Um, Karen DeClue is uh, with us. Uh, are you in Sydney, Karen? I'm still getting over being called an EV legend. <laughs> you yeah, totally I'm are. Yeah. I'm in Sydney. Yep. Yeah. Well, so, so beautiful Sydney. Yeah, good old Sydney. So, for people who don't know, Karen, basically, uh, like I, I did a conversion in 2010, and there are a couple of people floating around at that time who did some awesome web series about their conversions and really got engaged with the community. And Karen was one of them. And um, <laughs> my hat is my hat goes off to you, man, because what you did was really, really cool, and I think it inspired a lot of people to kind of do the crazy thing, which is an EV conversion. Yeah, thanks, man. It, I certainly did. I know I got a lot of emails and subsequently a lot of um, photos of people's conversions after that. So that was cool. But, you know, yeah, it was it was good times, good times. <laughs> Lots of risk and good times. Yeah, yeah, totally. So how, how, how did the bug bite you? I mean, uh, where, where did you kind of get into it? Oh, geez, I think just like a lot of other people did when uh, the Tesla Roadster came and everyone went, holy, I want that car, but I don't have a cool quarter of a million dollars coming in bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And um, and and just went, that's, you know, I mean, the thing with high performance and all that sort of thing. And then uh, the other, the other, I guess, motivation for me was I had been uh, working uh, on a feature film for about six months. And uh, when you work in post-production on a feature film, 
you don't see the sunlight much. You don't have a lot of your own time. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I was just sitting in front of screens, you know, seven days a week, you know, 12, 15 hours a day for six months. And at the end of that, well, I had some bucks yeah. and I thought, well, I want to get my hands dirty. I want to do something physical and tangible. And um, I looked into, uh, you know, alternative energy experiments and, you know, the holy grail that we thought Perindev motors were going to be and all yeah. that sort of thing. And I went, that looks really cool. And then I, you know, looked up the electric car stuff thinking, well, that might be cool. And, and it actually looked a whole lot simpler to do than a whole bunch of other experimental stuff because... <laughs> Now, electric cars are hardly experimental. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, I felt I could grasp onto that. Wow. Wow. For people who don't know, what car did you convert? Oh, it was a Ford Capri or a uh, Ford Mercury, I think they call them in the States. Yeah, right. So people say, oh, what's that? And I go, it's the hairdresser's car of the 90s. You know, (laughs) it was a... uh, a two-door convertible, um, you know, it was a Ford, so they weren't built particularly well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 1991, not the 72, you know, fastback Capri that, uh, you know, was super cool. This was really the hairdresser's car of the <laughs> 90s. I think it was the, the cheapest convertible you could get at the time. Yeah, right. So, uh, uh, yeah, so I chose that because other people were making, uh, you know, conversions in Barinas, and, yeah. you know, little Ford Focus type I wanted to have an electric car that didn't look like what people thought an electric car looked like. Yes, totally. And and it's cool, right? I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, mine was cool by the time I'd finished with it. Yeah. I'd, I'd put a different, you know, different wheels on it and a different uh, front and back on it that made it kind of look a little bit more like a, like a Corvette. Um, <laughs> but, you know, still, it was just a dressed up Ford Capri. <laughs> I think it was really, really cool. How did you find out about how to do it? I mean, was it just getting involved with the EV Association at the time or? Um, that, uh, but even before I got involved with the AEVA, um, there was a, a Kiwi fella called Gav. Ah, Gavin. Yes. Good old Gav. I suspect you and Gav are, are probably know each other. Yes, he's been um, on the show lots and he came and saw my conversion when I did mine. And yeah, yeah, he's been around old yeah. Gav. Yeah, well, this was this was back um, before uh, there was any way to monetize videos on uh, YouTube or, or Vimeo or anything. That, that stuff was kind of new. Yeah. And uh, Gav was making DVDs of his series of making his electric cars. So he was smart about it. He'd make these teasers and put them on the web and then say, you know, and if you want the more in-depth technical stuff, you know, buy my DVD. I'm like, well, hell, I'm buy one of his DVDs. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, we, we became mates on Skype and uh, I bought his DVD and I found it was uh, it was really cool. Yeah. My, my car was a little more little more high performance. But, uh, but <laughs> well, he was like doing know, it the cheapest he could, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what everyone sets out to do. And, yeah. And, but when you set out to do something as cheap as you can, guess what? It comes out as cheap as it can. And you go, well, I did it, but it's not real inspirational. And part of my thing was to, you know, do something inspirational. My, my kid was about uh, five at the time. I wanted to show him you could do stuff people thought you couldn't do. And, yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah. I didn't want to do something that, was, you know, embarrassingly bad. I wanted to do something people wouldn't have a problem with, you know, riding around in. Yeah, yeah. And and did yeah. you put the series up as you built it? So you were getting people actively engaged in it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I was actually. Um, funnily enough, I remember after my first episode of EV Capri, um, I got, you know, I mean, I get lots of emails. Hey, where are you? Can I come and have a look? And yeah. of course, I'm like, you know, these days you probably go, no weird person off the internet I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But me, me, for me, I'm just like, yeah, sure, come on around, no problem. And uh, I made friends who, who I even saw again yesterday. Uh, and this was, what, 10, 11, 12 years ago. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've made lifelong friends through just putting the info out there and having people come around and visit and hang out. Yeah, yeah. 
That's cool. That is so mm. cool. And um, uh, so at, at the time I was, um, for pe- people who don't know, if you, if you um, want to kind of look up the specs of EV conversions, you head over to evalbum.com, I think it is, and Karen's car's yeah. on there, I can see. Um, so you did, you did 144 volt conversion, right? DC. Yes, I did. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. With the old impu- Impulse 9, net gain Impulse 9 motor, which is pretty sweet. Series round motor, that's the one. Hey, I blew up one of those. Did they you? a loud bang when they blow up. <laughs> <laughs> How did you do that? Oh, um, well, me and my mate, uh, uh, Jaron Ware, who, who now um, uh, has a, a business doing a whole bunch of uh, electric uh, battery and motor control stuff for uh, military. Wow. And uh, Mark Taylor, who has been the head of the AEVA for, oh, geez, it must seem like two decades to him now. Yeah. Um, we were around my place and we were going to, um, we were building a motor controller to put in the race car. We, we developed a, a race car, a monocoque. Um, As you do? Yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we wanted to put a motor controller in that, but we, didn't want to pay the, I think it was 5000 bucks for um, the big... Uh, Zilla or something. Yeah. ...at the time. And uh, so Jaron's like, oh, it's just power electronics. I'll do that. So Jaron's building his uh, motor controller and we put it in the Compre and we had it all computer controlled and we had a whole effect sensor on it so it knew how fast it was going and all these safety things. And so we're sitting around the, uh, you know, the engine bay. We're sitting you know, next to the bonnet. I'm, I remember I was kind of on the ground in front and Jaron and, uh, and Mark were up the side and we're just slowly turning up the potentiometer to make the motor run fast. And I'll tell you what, it just went, and then suddenly, and if you've got that much mass in an electric motor turning up that quickly, yeah. it, it went so fast we couldn't even hit a kill switch and it threw itself apart right in front of us. I mean, we're wow. like two, two feet in front of us. This big, I don't know how much they uh, they used to weigh, something like uh, 90 kilos, 80 yeah. kilos. Yeah. Um, throwing itself apart two feet from your face. <laughs> Man, I mean, it's lucky none of us were killed or injured. And I'll tell you what, there's two and a half thousand bucks in pieces on the ground in front of wow. me. Yeah. yeah, I made a I made a video of it happening, but after the event, uh, which shows a before and after, and you're just like, wow, not good. <laughs> so uh, yes, I had to go out and buy myself another motor, but it's tell you it's the easiest motor replacement I've ever done in a car. Totally, totally. Because yeah. you just yeah. you know, whack it on there, put the adapter plate on, and away you go, pretty much. That's right. So you still got the car? I haven't got the car. See what what happened is I um, of course I built the Capri and and it was driving that around, and then I. As I say, built the um, uh, the, the race car, and that yeah. was sitting in a, in a trailer out the front of the house. But the third project was with uh, John Egenhausen. Uh, I built the Catavolt bike um, that we went out to the salt flats and got a land speed record on. Wow! And so you know, there I am. I've got three electric vehicle projects. <laughs> I've got um, I've got someone who has David Coulthard's old Formula Three, which is a you know <laughs> a real race car, and yeah. saying, well, let's. Let's get you to convert that to electric. <laughs> the whole thing started to get really, really, really serious on time and funds and attention and research. Totally. And, and I'm I'm a filmmaker. I'm not an electronics engineer. <laughs> I'm I'm not any of the things you expect someone has to be to make any of this work. <laughs> yeah. And it, it just got so big and so you know I needed a workshop I needed all sorts of space it was it was getting big and expensive and I'm going well this is kind of my fun little thing <laughs> on the and side. it's kind of getting really really big yeah so um, I I ended up uh, giving the race car to a fellow who continued to develop it oh nice uh, 
um, I ended up, uh, after a period of time, um, selling the Capri to um, someone down in uh, Victoria, who I believe is putting a, a new uh, lipo pouch pack in it. Wow. And, uh, and the land speed bike, I think, is sitting in a pub in Newtown as some <laughs> little sort of showpiece. I don't know how it got there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I uh, decided I had to start spending some time on getting ahead in life. And yeah. so right now I'm, I'm calling you from my you know, a 250-metre square warehouse up on a cliff overlooking a whole suburb in Sydney, which wow. is my, uh, my shooting studio for my uh, my photographic and um, filmmaking business. Wow, so, that's awesome. Yeah, so I uh, I put a whole bunch of time and bucks into the electric stuff for fun. And yeah. I kind of went, mm, I kind of got to grow up a little bit. Yeah, so, you go, earn a bit of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, hey, that means I could be closer to actually getting a Tesla. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think I think that's uh, a lot of the people who start with EV conversions. All they want is an electric car, and you know, the only way to get the electric car is to build one in in the, in the price range they have at the time. You know, and actually, all they just want is a Tesla. <laughs> yeah. how, how real do you want me to be on my motivation for actually building the Capri? Because I've, I've told you the polite version. Yeah, you yeah, want yeah. The real, yeah, go you, on. You what, the other fifty percent? Yeah, go on. Why not? All right, all right, all right, okay. Have you have you ever been in a situation where your your girlfriends kind of go, "I'm over this, but I don't want to break up. What can I do with my time?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I kind of uh, was with a with a girl that I kind of was thinking, "No, nah, I'm not really having fun hanging out with you, but I can't really kick you out of the house." <laughs> So, yeah, okay. I spent all my time in the garage building an electric car. So people just go, wow, man, so good for the world. And I'm just going, well, it's a little less confrontational than uh, breaking <laughs> up with a <the> girlfriend. <laughs> and then, um, you know, about, uh, oh, let's see, probably about six years later, yeah. Um, that, yeah, that relationship did break up and I met a girl I did want to hang out with. And then suddenly it was hard to spend every weekend under a car bonnet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, <laughs> look, I, I built my, my EV, I built before I had a, a kid, right? And then, you know, basically had a kid and I was like, okay, I'm never going to have any time to spend working on this car again for the, at least the next, you know, two or three years. I think I should pass it on to someone who can spend some time with it. So, you know, it's like, yeah, time is time is one thing you need to um, have to work on an EV, that's for sure. Yeah, but is your EV um, uh, lead acid or lithium? Lithium, lithium, yep. So same same motor as you, DC. Um, I, I don't have it anymore either. I passed it on. But, um, yeah, mine was lithium. Winston battery cells like yours, except um, I uh, uh, got them sponsored through Winston Battery, which was, you know, basically rebranded Thunder Skies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah, and those were the blue ones, weren't they? No, they were still yellow. That oh, was, the, that was, yellow, the, okay. I got an email from, from, uh, Thundersky at the time going, please don't use Winston batteries because, you know, there's some patent war going on. It was all hysterical. Uh, so, yeah, I used those, and uh, but I used 160 amp hour, and then I got stung mm. because my car was an import, um, and it was uh, on the paperwork, it said that the, the curb weight was different to what it actually was. You know. Oh no! Yeah, oh, so no. I had to pull batteries out, which was really gutting. Oh. Yeah. Boo! Yeah. Boo! <laughs> yeah. Oh, we we hate that. Did you um when you put your batteries in? Did you do anything uh to the springs when the weight distribution was? Very yeah, I did. Good? Yeah, beefed up the back springs in the car. Um, probably needed to do it more to be honest, but uh, yeah, I did. I had to do that for certification. Ah. Oh, because part of what I uh, in my initial specs for the EV Capri was I decided I wanted the car to. Uh, 
A, go at least as well as it did out of the box. So it had to max, uh, you know, had to match, I think, you know, the, the petrol motor was 67 kilowatts. Yeah. And uh, I wanted it to be about the same weight. So I ended up building it to be the same weight, but the weight distribution was different because, of course, for a car with an internal combustion engine in it, it's quite front heavy because it's yeah. a big chunk of metal. So the weight distribution was actually better instead of being 70 30 ish. It was more like about 55 um, 45. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. So, um, yeah, I just had to uh, redo the springs and the thing handled really well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I went with a. I, I converted a 1990 uh, Toyota Sierra, and um, and the I based it on a guy who did one in Perth, right? And um, when he did it, he kind of mounted the batteries. I think he used the same cells as you, 90, uh, 90 amp hours, and he kind of built it, built the battery box kind of upwards, if you know what I mean, in the centre of the of the car, whereas I kind of built it lengthwards towards the back. So I was kind of more 40-60 balance by the end of it. So that's why I had to beef up the, the springs. Vertical battery pack, that's, that's interesting. It was, it was interesting. Is the Toyota one of those kind of one with the, like the bubble windows, little tiny ones? Yeah, yeah, like wing doors like a DeLorean. Like a, Oh, Jaron had one of those. Yeah, glass those roof. do that very same conversion. There you go. So glass roof, yeah. Yes, but... This, so the, the Syrah, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't actually have whole windows that could wind down. It had little cutouts in the windows that were tiny. They were quite small, yeah, and it got yeah. really hot. So yeah. it was like it's a greenhouse on wheels. Yeah, the first thing you want is a car where the windows can wind down in yeah. summer. And of course, I yeah. hadn't got the aircon going when I finished the conversion, did I? So, you know, I was like driving around, you know, New Zealand summers can get pretty hot here as well. And I'm driving around just sweating like anything with hardly any airflow in the car, you know. But it was good yeah, fun. you're thinking, wow, I've spent a lot of money <laughs> to sweat in the car, haven't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least I'm doing <laughs> I'm it just, silently. I'm yeah. glad wrap and catch the bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So you're not driving an EV now? Have you, you succumbed? I'm not, and- I'm not. I'm I'm looking like total opposite of an <laughs> EV driver at the moment. Um, for, for what I do, I, I move cameras and totally. like, rigging around for quite a lot. You know, that's what I do. Yeah. And, of course, you can't put that stuff in, uh, in anything smaller than an FJ Cruiser. <laughs> Um, so, what, so what I've got is a, uh, a 2013 FJ Cruiser, a bright yellow one. No, nice. easy to find in a car park. <laughs> and and I kind of, you know, I okay, I hang out with a lot of um, a lot of uh, people who are you know into ecology and, and alternative energies and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And I'm just waiting for someone to say to me, "Oh yeah, what about you and that car?" Waiting so I <laughs> hit them with all the EV stuff I've done. <laughs> Hasn't happened yet, but I've got that in the back pocket waiting for it. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's because EV adoption is still kind of quite slow in Australia, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's um, I mean, when I was uh, hoping to be able to do conversions for people, uh, it yeah, it, it was it was tough. No one wanted to be the first one. Ten years later, yeah, you still don't really see a lot of. Um, full-on plug-in EVs. On the road. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, I mean, you can go into the hole. It's the reason because there's no spare parts market because you don't need them. Yeah, 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 or, yeah. Or what? I'm, I have seen a, a lot of, I see a lot of Teslas though. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got that, you've got like some super highway in Queensland now for super, with superchargers and stuff like that. So it's kind of coming along. I mean, it's totally taking off here in New Zealand now. We just hit 16,000 EV registrations and... Model 3s wow. everywhere you drive around, there's Model 3s driving around. But, you know, New Zealand's pretty small, so, you know, when you get a flood of uh, EVs on the market, you see them everywhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Well, you've got lots of hills there, so even though it's small, it's not really, uh, you know, it's yeah. more the hills that are, are an issue. I remember when you were saying you've got lots of EV registrations, it reminded me when I went to register the EV Capri. Yeah. And I've gone to the motor registry and I've got my engineer certificate and all the bits of paper, you know, I've got all the paperwork. And I turn up and, and I remember they'd never registered a vehicle that was uh, that category, like monolithical and E category probably. Yeah. And they couldn't understand that uh, the question on the registration papers where you say, what's the uh, capacity and the en- engine, you know? Yes. How many cubic centimetres? How many cc's? I'm going, it doesn't have an engine that holds anything in cc. It's the, I can tell you how many kilowatts it is. I can tell you how much, what the power output is, but there is no cc things. It doesn't have an engine that, that burns any sort of liquid fuel. Yeah. And they're and, and, you know, imagine saying that to someone sitting behind a some bubble glass at the motor registry and, you, yeah, they're just looking at me as if they say, why are you making my day difficult? <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost got to the point. So I just said, look, okay, the number is zero. Yeah. It got registered. CC's, zero. I think mine did the same actually here on my registration plate or whatever. It says CC rating zero or like CC rating 120 volts or whatever it was. You know, it's like, what? That makes no sense. I'll just put something down. It'll be fine. Oh, that's cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah. 120 volts CCs. Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk about that. That's good. Yeah. That's funny. Do you do you know how your batteries lasted? Um, like how long oh, did you... Well, the first thing they say when uh, you buy the batteries and put them in is don't go, don't, you know, don't run them flat. Don't this, don't yeah. that. And uh, battery management, when when I built mine, it was non-existent. Was really, pr- well, it was really pretty crude. Yeah. Really crude. Yeah. And, and I found for the next bunch of years, I had the car. All my time was in battery management. Yeah. All that out. Yeah. Um, so, how did my batteries last? Well, I wasn't kind to them when I first <laughs> got the car. Uh, because, of course, hey, it's registered. I'm going to drive down to Wollongong, <laughs> Sydney, and show you the car. And, uh, yeah, so the first trip I did was, I don't know, Wollongong's about uh, 120 k's. Wow. And I got down there, and I, was, I limped it in, and I remember spending all night bringing uh, cells in single yeah. up to a minimum charge with a mobile phone charger. No. Uh, 90 cells in the car. And yeah, I just had to bring them all up to, um, you know, the minimum, what was it, uh, 3.4. So they didn't get eaten. Turn on the big charger. So um, that, wow. was, that was a boring night at my friend's house showing off my EV. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my EV I just broke. Hey. Yeah, it's, it's the way of the future. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, I've got uh, a whole bunch of out, yeah. So I wasn't kind of my batteries from there. So I did look after them after that, but I always had, um, I think, a couple of cells that weren't good. Then, of course, you replace those cells, and then you've got a couple of cells which are real good. Yeah. <laughs> so It's yeah, quite an art form. Balancing, yeah, the whole battery balancing was an issue. Um, Jaron, uh, my mate who, you know, built the car with me. I met him through doing it. I started a business called Batrium. Oh. And and all of the uh, IP from that uh, stuck with him over and spending weekends mucking about with the EV Capri yeah. to the stage where he's built a system that you can buy commercially now and you look at your phone, there's an app on the phone, it shows you what all the cells are doing and you can control the whole thing from the other side of the world. And wow. He's got he's got quite a few military contracts now with that and, and systems like it in there. Um, you know, like uh, his battery systems go in these uh, targeting robots that, <laughs> you know, actually you fire live rounds into and then when you shoot them, they right drive back to wherever they've got to plug themselves in and all that wow. sort of stuff. So, yeah, the, uh, the EV Capri was, uh, I guess... The start the, uh, of all that. That's right, that's right. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing what you can buy off the shelf now, you know, like looking back on, on the things we had to do in our conversions, you know, now now you can just buy a 
Tesla battery pack with built-in battery management and just plug it in and, you know, <laughs> it's all there. Oh OEM God. stuff, you know. That is, that, is, that is so awesome. I remember um, uh, when I ordered my batteries, 1988, oh, sorry, 1998 is when I ordered my batteries. And that yeah. was like, I think, a seven, seven and a half thousand dollar um, purchase. Yeah. And two days, <laughs> literally two days of the week after I ordered my batteries, um, you know, we uh, end up having the great big uh, financial, um, the global financial crisis. <laughs> so I, I instantly lost about 20 grand's worth of contracts that, are, that were sure things that I was working on. Wow. And I stuff spent 7,000 bucks on batteries. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's say I had a lot of spare time to uh, put into the car and yeah. the video series. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And have you got a, a whole ton of footage left over that you haven't kind of used? Oh, I, I have um, because, uh, like I said, you know, what I do for a living is, I, is I'm a filmmaker. I, I shoot and produce videos for you know ad agencies and documentaries and, and corporate clients and drama and whatnot. So the um, I've, I've got maybe another three episodes in the can where I've sh- I'd shot them, um, but I just didn't have time to put them together properly because I know, you know that I feeling something together in a shoddy way. It's got to be entertaining and fun. Did you, did you ever see the episode with the Metalizer? Yeah. EV Capri episode 8? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Simple little slapstick gags like that that would just generate emails for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'd always, you know, put a little bit of entertainment factor into it because in those in those videos, I wanted to come across like, hey, if this idiot can do it, you can do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a lot, yeah. of, a lot of people fell for that and started building their own cars, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, putting those shows together in an entertaining way isn't something that you just do in a half day. No, so, absolutely um, not. But hey, man, I've got uh, I got two edit suites here and I've still got all the Capri media sitting on one of them. <laughs> I just so anytime, anytime you want to come over and edit the rest of the show for me, mate, go for it. It's right there. Okay, sounds good. I'll just finish my doco first and then I'll get on to yours. Uh, yeah, I've got hours of footage. It's just insane. Um, yeah, yeah. It's funny. We shot a whole bunch of stuff when we went to uh, Lake Gardner uh, in, um, geez, when was it? Was it 1999? Uh, no, it was 2009 and 2010. Uh, me and a bunch of the guys went to Lake Gardner to do the land speed stuff on the um, electric uh, farm bike we built. <laughs> And I've got uh, and I've got all the media from that as well. In fact, wow. my um, my um, a friend I brought along the second year we did it. Um, he we brought my good camera too. This will kill you. He actually has an Oscar now. Really? <laughs> so I can say that half the documentary was shot by an Oscar winner. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, he hasn't got an Oscar for camera work. <laughs> He's got an Oscar for sound design, but it still looks good on a packet. <laughs> well, you just when now you can just go and cut it into a, like a thirty-minute, um, forty-minute little doco and sell it to Netflix and go, you know, done by an Oscar winner. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's also some drama too, but I, I can't cut that together because it's very hard to put together a documentary where you're subjective about it, where you're one of the main characters. Totally. I know. You feel completely contrived. Like, <laughs> hmm, look at this story arc. And then Kieran gets stressed out about this thing. And then Kieran's elated because this happens, but then Cam turns up the motor controller, which blows up the bike, but Kieran doesn't know. You know, you, you can't you can't put that together yourself. So no. It's sitting there on the back burner as well. I don't know, maybe for the 20th anniversary of the first electric vehicle on the salt in Australia, we'll do it. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Was it, was it an expensive pro, um, project getting the bike there? Because I imagine, you know, getting a whole bunch well, of you and towing it there and all that sort of stuff. Um. 
wasn't expensive getting it there, mate. It couldn't have been done cheaper. Right. Um, we essentially, we had two cars and I think we had seven seven blokes. Yeah. Um, I brought a couple of tents and... Uh, away you uh, went. And, and, yeah, away we went. So we had to have uh, our camp on the salt and our camp on the dirt. And uh, yeah, we just we did it so on the cheap. Between the seven of us, we had things like, you know, bike trailers, uh, enough sleeping gear, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And you're out there not just by yourself. You're out there with the Dry Lakes Races Association meeting. So there are about 200 other vehicles out there which have got at least two crew as well. So it's like a little city on the salt yeah. for a week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've actually got some um, footage of uh, Jaron building that motor controller I was talking about yeah. in the tent. <laughs> it's like here's a guy trying to build under torchlight, trying to make the final tweaks on a 1,500-amp motor controller that I'm about to stick in a bike and put my ass on on the salt the next day in a tent in the desert. <laughs> That's yeah. insane. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. I look back on it now and I go, what the <laughs> were, we, were we thinking? Just like seat of the pants stuff, but... It wasn't for any sort of um, corporate or business kind of act. No. It was just for dumb fun, which means <laughs> do whatever you want and it might work. So, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. So I imagine now that your record must have been beaten now, eh? I mean, it's on, what, 10 years ago? Yeah, you know what? I think for the first uh, four or five years, the lake was underwater. So my, <laughs> my record got to stand by default. Like, oh, well, the lake's underwater. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice, very nice. Yeah. So, where, where, where do where, where do people find your um your EV Capri series and your stuff about your bike? Is it um have you got a website or? Oh, I I used to have a website. I, I think uh, over the years that kind of frittered away to nothing. But if you just type EV Capri in Google, that's the way to find it. Uh, don't type my name; you'll find all sorts of weird stuff there. that <laughs> have nothing to do with electric vehicles. But if you type EV Capri, um, you'll either find people who have uh, used my uh, videos and the data I put out there to build their own EV Capri. Yeah. Uh, or you'll you'll actually find links to the videos or, or blog posts on it. I think I've got maybe eight or nine episodes out there. Yeah, nice. Uh, the ones that are out there, uh, you know, all go from the very, very beginning, pulling out the internal combustion engine uh, all the way through to... Um, Know, getting the thing going and there are some episodes to do with finishing it off and, and all that sort of stuff that, uh, as I say, are still in the can. <laughs> so, yeah, EV Capri will be the way that people find that stuff. Nice. Awesome. Hey, that's really cool. Well, is there anything else you want to tell us before we finish up uh, for today? Any uh, words of wisdom for people who are thinking about converting a car? Uh, yeah, I'm going to sound like the old guy now. <laughs> it seems to be so much easier now than it was back then because yeah. it's, it, you know, you're not some weird fringe dweller mad <laughs> scientist anymore. It's like, it's actually, people do it. I mean, you know, it, when you say there's a, a Tesla battery pack available yeah. and you just stick it in your project, oh, that's the hard bit. Yeah. Um, my, I guess my advice, my general advice is, uh, I mean, taking into account that the EV Capri for me was probably about uh, a year of time and about 30, 35,000 Australian dollars worth of actual bucks. Yeah. Um, don't just get some car and say, mm, I've got this car, I'll try and experiment. Get a good car and do it. Or, or, or don't, don't, don't do a Gavin, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I think what Gav did was fantastic for the way he did it because it was inspirational. Oh, it was you know? totally inspirational. But I think he did regret... Putting it, putting all the bits in that car because it, it did rust quite quickly. Yeah, I mean, the last thing you want to do is spend a year building something and then jump behind the wheel and go, I hate this car, <laughs> uh, what a bomb. 
yeah, at least at least build yourself an EV that doesn't just impress your, your techie nerd mates, but might also impress a lady. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, 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 that's a good idea. I like that. Multiple outcomes from doing something once. That's something <laughs> I learned a while ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Cool, yeah. man. Well, hey, um, thanks so much for joining us, and it was awesome to talk to you finally. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, um, uh, well um, thanks very much, and I'll catch you later. Alrighty. Okay, bye. bye. Okay, so that was Karen, the builder of the EV Capri. So if you want to know more about uh, Karen's uh, conversion that he did in uh, late 2010, jump over to YouTube, is what he said. Jump over to YouTube and look for EV Capri. There's eight episodes there, and there's also something about his electric bike that he built, which was uh, very cool. Um, so that... I'm so glad I could chat to Karen. I've been I've been wanting to chat to him for a very long time. So that about wraps us up for today. So we are the EV Podcast. If you like what we do, don't forget to head over to Patreon and flick us a couple of bucks. We're on the socials as EV Podcast. If you want to recommend us to friends, we are evpodcast.com on uh, the interwebs. And uh, thanks once again for listening. Cheers. Have a great week. Bye. The EV Podcast is proudly brought to you with help from OEM Audio, New Zealand's leading supplier of safe and reliable AC chargers and charging cables. For more information, go to www.evpower.co.nz. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, check us out on evpodcast.com or subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasting content. Thanks for listening.